Hello, this is Andrew, your host on Christian and Musician. This week, I'm going to expand a little further in John 4 about worshiping in spirit and truth, followed by applying the Shema in worship. And then we'll cover a little bit on the music that came the past week. Although I am going to cover what releases did come out today as well. So hopefully we'll see on Monday or Sunday if we can analyze any of the new releases that I've been listening to this week. first thing that I am starting off with is what it means to worship in spirit and truth. And I still haven't made a full conclusion into all the aspects of it, but I'd like to reiterate it and go on some new things that I've been thinking about. If we look at what in truth is in the Greek, it's aletheia. And then we also see in spirit as pneumati. And so you you might notice that if we look at the Greek for spirit, it says pneumati instead of pneuma. And I think that's quite interesting why that is. And I tried to look into it, and what I found out is this. Grammatically speaking, we can see that spirit or pneuma is in the dative case. So it is used as an indirect object. So I think that's interesting. If it's an indirect object, then we're using it for worship, to worship God. So that does reveal not too much difference from the English translation, but I just learned something new. And I think we can always appreciate the different cases in Greek. So, in the previous episode, we learned that in spirit is probably related to the human spirit and how it relates to being able to worship God through that. And a cool point that I realized from looking into it and also the commentary is that with Jesus and the woman at the well, we can see there is a comparison with worship being a physical thing. And we talk about the locations of where people worship, like the mountain or the in Jerusalem for the Jews. So Jesus points that in reality, these things aren't really the main point of worship. We can see that worship specifically comes from truth, which we see that Jesus is the one who's the Messiah, the one who saves us. And a huge part of worship is about knowing and knowing who the person of worship truly is. And in this, in the New Testament, we know that the revealed person that we worship is the Father through Jesus, through these aspects of in spirit and truth. I think an important point is to make a distinction of where worship truly matters the most, I would say. Although the physical aspect of worship is still an act of worship. And going back to the point where I'm talking about how you need to be saved to really worship God. And I think this this is 
because the aspect of our sin nature prevents us from truly worshiping God in truth because we'll we'll definitely reject his salvation if we aren't regenerated by the Holy Spirit. And we can see that if we just go a little further back, we can see that Jesus says to her in verse 13, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So this aspect of the gospel that is eternal is unlike the the temporal physical world. So I think that's an important point to get out probably in this verse. Even though truly it is mainly a focus on how the gospel works and that the gospel is to people that are lost and need to know God. And Jesus came and came to save us and we see that we can go share the gospel to the world and the whole creation. So I think that kind of sums up most of what I've gotten from In Spirit and Truth. So we can move on to a little bit about the Shema and how Christians worship through the Shema. So when we look at the Shema, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength, in the New Testament anyway, we can see that it is the greatest commandment, the most important commandment. And if if you've noticed a little by the Old Testament, there is a bit of a change in that it seems like there's a new category in the Shema. And I can look it up. And in the Old Testament, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. This slight difference is actually probably from how you read the Septuagint, where people are versed in what the, the Greek version of the Old Testament says. So Jesus quotes it, and we kind of see it's really the same, to be honest. If we look at all your heart, that's there. With all your soul, it's there. And with all your mind is a new thing. And with all your mind really kind of captures the same essence of all your heart. But they're understanding that your intellect, that your will, your passions, that all kind of stems from the previous two things. But ultimately they're essentially saying the same thing. But how, when, when we look at this, when we love God through worship, these things are also applied. And I think it's important to really analyze what we do in worship. When we do something in worship, maybe we kneel, we stand, we sit, all these aspects in the physical realm are kind of, all of these things in the physical realm are also captured through these four things or three things, whichever one you choose, the Shema. And because we love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we can actually, in a sense, forget 
that these things should be applied. And certain music, like, for example, a lot of ambient music, sometimes people turn off their mind. I remember there was a meditation thing that was happening in self-defense class, and I got incredibly sick trying to listen and say, oh, clear up your mind or whatever. And it was a terrible thing. And I learned the hard way that you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And clearing your mind of anything doesn't usually help you do anything if you meditate just directly in a blank slate kind of idea. That idea doesn't seem to be an idea from scripture at all. So in ambient music, this might have the same effect. So certain songs might invoke certain tendencies that are psychologically affecting how we worship. So I think we should be quite careful of the things we do, the things we choose to do, how we position ourselves to worship God. And personally, I am not perfect. So I know there are so many times where I want to worship by singing, and I would worship in bed and worship everywhere, and that's not wrong in and of itself. But if you aren't careful, you might be putting yourself in a way that truly doesn't really respect God, and I think that's the thing for me. But if you reflect on your life and how you worship, I believe it's possible that certain things like that could happen that we need to be aware of and need to change. And maybe it could be a sin. Maybe it's, I'm sure God's grace is bigger than that, but it's possible that it's in a sense sinful. So we should be careful. So those are the two topics that I just wanted to kind of reflect on and bring up. So I hope it is useful for somebody out there and I think it's time to look at the past releases in music. Today is Saturday, January 27, 2018. So last week we actually have quite a few releases and this week too. And one release that was kind of a secret because Honestly, it wasn't marketed towards America was Good Fruit Co's 1.5 or 1.5 by Wong Jang Nim. He hasn't released anything from that label. He's a Korean dude and he has some sick beats and raps and I actually quite enjoyed it. So despite not knowing as much Korean as I like, it was enjoyable listen. So if you know Korean, let me know if it's biblical, but yeah, if I have the time, I'm going to check out the Korean translation so that I could just get a grasp at what exactly certain lines are. But yeah, the English lyrics, I think were pretty solid, so should go check that out. And next, we have our all-star player kind of team in worship music with Ren Collective. They've done such an amazing job with their instrumentation and I love their thematic albums. It's it's just a great way of locking in on a solid album and their new album Good News 
is quite good and certain artists or groups don't really have a choice in artistic flavor or anything so they've chosen a, a very safe bet on how to produce their album and they did a really good job so other than not being artistically creative I think their album is quite useful for really condensing the truth of the gospel and putting it into song form so we could worship towards God with them. Next we have single by FF5 named Fire on the Highway and I don't quite remember the song but I think it was a bit slower than their most more upbeat music but check that out and then there's a gospel church choir album by Todd D Delani called Your Great Name. I think I like most of their songs. I think there was a few here and there that I'm just not quite sure of. U usually gospel albums are like that for me, specifically the, the, the artists that create the gospel choir-like sounds, because some of them sound over the top compared to other music, and you're, you're trying to really condense what their message is and everything and I'm quite conservative I guess in my approach so it takes me a while to really get all of what their message is how consistently biblical their music is and honestly I don't think that there's any issues with it yet and yeah those songs are usually quite long you know up to six minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes so I don't know. As a consumer, I think I have less of I have less of an attention span to deal with it. So I always ask God to like really help me with that. I I I do feel like I have ADD in a lot of different places. So in that sense, to be honest, I I feel like I need help on that. Next, there's there's a single featuring Spencer Kane by Beacon Light. I think Beacon Light does a bit of EDM-like sounds, so I listened to it once and I don't have really a comment on that. I could have written something, but check it out. Next, we have an album called Crazy Beautiful You by Leanna Crawford. So, yeah, it's the deluxe version, so I don't know if they're the non-deluxe version came out before but when I listen to it the pop album format works out for her quite well so I enjoyed it go check that out next we also have a single by Joey Jewish and what up RG and they have this their single is called brown boy and I actually thought that was it wasn't that bad of song so check that out. Then we have an, another single by NF called No Name and I think this was quite accurate. I think someone mentioned that it always seems like NF is being a bit self-deprecating <laughs> in most of his songs and then trying to justify certain things. So I don't know if creatively he has done his best but I think it's also a solid song in terms of production. I'm, I don't quite remember the lyrics for it. 
So, yeah, I didn't write any notes for that. Then we have another single, I believe, by Tragic Hero called Look Who I'm With. I think it's also rap as well. And I don't have any comments on that because I don't remember how it went. But check that out. And then there's Witness. So Witness, the remixes by Jordan Feliz is pretty good. I really enjoy Neon Feathers remixes, so I appreciate that. So check that out. And then there's this new album that I totally missed out until this week. I saw one of their singles on the Dream Label group, but then I didn't research them into seeing if they had an album coming out, and then out of the blue I found out that Oh, Freedom Church actually has an album that came out last week called Thunder, period, Rain. And I think it's an, it's just a pun, but I think it was a tasteful pun for a worship album. And so, really, I listened to it and it was actually quite upbeat and I liked a lot of their songs. So, I didn't really hear anything that was really out of the blue in terms of theology so go check that out if you like an upbeat mostly upbeat song mostly upbeat album so check that out now i actually do have a note from last week that i forgot there was an album called ignition from raptor ruckus Let's just say it was quite controversial in terms that Rapture Ruckus did use some coarse language in terms of American English, but he tried to justify it by saying that, hey, he's Australian. So I personally didn't think it was tasteful, but that that's kind of up to you to discern. So I also want to really I also want to mention that Jonah actually had a new lyric video called Time Alone, and that was for his new album in part two. And I did mess up the date. It was actually on the 28th that he's gonna release it, and also exclusively to his funded backers. So I don't know if I'll be able to get hands on that, but. I might just buy the album and listen to it. So we actually have Love Collide. We have this single called I Don't Want It. This I Don't Want It song is quite interesting and I think there was a little bit of iffiness to it, but I'll have to listen to it one more time. And and this song is eventually leading up to their studio album that's coming up in April. And we have a new single by The Walls Group called And You Don't Stop. I did not listen to it yet. So all of these things, I'm going to try and cover ASAP. And quickly, there's some interesting news. This week, Jamie Grace actually got engaged, which is crazy because I almost never saw it coming. But yeah, I wonder. Should artists publicize their engagement? Maybe, maybe not. Think about it. So I'm gonna quickly cover what new 
music that I found. And yes, I'm taking this off of a website, so that 1.5 album would not be here if I did that for every week. So we have the album Songs of Heaven and Earth live by Corey Voss, and I've seen so much press about it, so I'm quite excited to hear it, maybe tomorrow or today. And then we have the Love Collide that I already covered. There's Alpen Glow by Cameron Moore. So I think that's the album. And I, I saw quite a few press, quite a few press releases on that as well. And then there's Clarity by For All Seasons, which is I didn't listen to yet. And then WOW actually released a new Gospel 2018 compilation. So I'm interested in hearing maybe if there's any remixes, maybe some exclusive stuff, or maybe it'll be just left to the Christian remix album. And then we have The Great Escape. It's, I think it's a single. Yeah, The Great Escape featuring Sybil by Freegy. I think I saw something about that, but I'm not quite sure. And apparently that's an electronic song. And then there's Count Yeah Blessings by Prophet Josiah, and that's a rap song. And there's I Am by Sleeping Giant, and that's a hard rock album. And then there's a single called Stronger by Roy Tosh. Then there's Fool's Gold, another single, and that's by the JJ Weeks Band. And then there's Come What May, which is by Tommy Folk. That's an album. Then there's The Second City. It's by Stephen Malcolm with his rap. And then there's Human 3, The Holy Trilogy by Jermaine Martel. I've never heard of this rapper, so I'm not sure. Then there's Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. I think it's an album. I think the previous two things are also albums. Then there's Keep On by Nine Club. I've never heard of that person. And a single called I Got Now by BRV and DON. So I think it's Brandon P. And then there's and then there's a single by Brian Reith or B Reith named Good to Be Back. So that will be interesting to listen to. Anyway, it's going on long enough, but yeah, I just hope that. I'll have enough energy to finish everything that I need to do this week because as you can see, I wanted to do this on Sunday and it's been pushed until the Saturday of the already and I'm probably going to listen to all the music today and then yeah, we'll see you by Sunday and pray in the Holy Spirit, read God's word and engage the music with your local church. 